and three, two, one, boom. We are off, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 10 of the Straight Talk Walk. I'm your host, Jackson. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Strange times we are living in currently, huh? So if you guys have noticed and I've gotten some text messages and Instagram messages about where's my podcast been, where's my podcast been, uh, a couple things. We were having some issues. Uh, I was having some personal issues, which I'll get into in this podcast, which I wasn't really feeling in a in a very sharing mood. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I was also having some technical difficulties in the fact that uh, I recorded twice I did this, which, you know, whatever, just knucklehead sandwich, right? Twice I did this, I recorded where I was speaking into the microphone. It looked like it was recording. It wasn't recording. And then another time, I did not have the microphone hooked up to my phone correctly, and uh, it was just gargled the audio. So <clears throat> there was just nothing nothing you could do with it there. So um, yeah, but we're here now. We are here now. And uh, we're here now in a different place. We were uh, March 4th, which was the last podcast that I was able to successfully get out. And so... Uh, what's different? Well, we are uh, under quarantine, lockdown, shelter in place, whatever, whatever it is where you are. Hawaii is, uh, I, th- I would say, I would can say we were on lockdown. Um, you know, you got to have a mask on. Uh, there's, there's police out writing like $5,000 tickets at the beach uh, on hiking trails. Uh, it's um, it's kind of serious here. Uh, and I and I completely understand why it's serious because of uh, limited infrastructure here in Hawaii. You know, I just moved here January, and um, I will say that the lieutenant governor here is doing an amazing job. Like, you know, I'm not really, <clears throat> I don't get into politics or anything on this podcast, but the guy comes out every day and he um, he does a briefing. He says like, how many new cases? How many deaths? Um, how many hospital beds, how many ICU beds, how many ventilators. Like, he just really, you know, lets you know. Uh, so you can understand what's going on. Like, why am I staying at home? Why are bars and restaurants not open? Why is the gym, for me, not open? Um, I haven't really went to a bar or restaurant since I moved here. Uh, outside for a c- couple work dinners I had. Um, but, yeah, so I-, I think it's awesome. You know, if-, if you guys have listened to any of my podcasts, one thing I preach over and over don't deal with the stories, deal with the facts. And obviously when you're looking at numbers, those are a little more factual than stories. Um, and then, uh, and then the reason I, uh, I was in a personal funk and didn't want to do a podcast, which is the exact reason that I said I wanted to do a podcast to keep me from getting in the personal funk was that when I feel scared, when I feel anger, when I feel stressed, I tend to isolate. And then these podcasts have really just you know, I just moved here. I don't know a lot of people. They've really helped me with that outlet. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think everything happens for a reason. I made some podcasts that I didn't think were that impactful. I just kind of made them to made them because uh, I was kind of bored maybe. I didn't really sit down and go through the whole process of taking out my journal um, and really get into the nitty gritty of where I'm at with my thoughts and feelings and the lesson that I'm learning right now. And so transitioning, like 
you know, this, this, uh, the name of this episode is attachment detachment, right? And so I think that this moment that we're in right now is a really prime example of how maybe we are attached from, to some things that are not in our best interest to be attached to. And we're also uh, detached from things that are, that are, that are not um, in our interest to be at- attached to, right? So I spent like a couple of days in the morning when I wake up. You guys know I talk about my morning process all the time. Like wake up, cold shower, uh, some stretch, formal yoga, uh, and then I meditate and then sit down with my journal. <clears throat> and that is what it kind of keeps me on the on the rails, if you will, mentally, physically, emotionally, all that stuff. And then after that, I head out and I uh, go to go to the gym usually. Um, I never thought I would say this. Just kind of a caveat right here. I'm bummed that the CrossFit gym is closed. <clears throat> I said I'd never do CrossFit, number one, but I've been doing it and I actually kind of like it. And I'm like, man, I was really kind of getting into that. And obviously there's no jujitsu right now. It's a little too too up close and personal uh, for, for, for COVID-19. Um, I just thought I threw that out there. So, you know, like I said, this time you're, you, you don't have all your normal things. Like <clears throat> you don't have all of your things that you're you're normally uh, attached to, which for me, I put a lot of my attachment on my job, which we're still working, we're still getting paid, whatever. Um, but I'm not out able to go out and like, you know, I'm a salesperson, I'm not able to go out and hunt and grow. Uh, it's, it's what I put a lot of my attachment onto. And, um, and I'm not able to go to the gym, like I've been getting some good kettlebell workouts. I got a concept two rower, um, that I borrowed from the CrossFit place. Um, but you know, I mean, I've been getting something in, like I live on this really, really steep hill. I've been doing some sprints, whatever of this hill, um, bored out of my mind with those workouts, but you know, you're not able to do your normal things that fulfill you. Right. And so I was just kind of thinking about this and and uh, I was like, man, I put so much emphasis in my life on these activities, right? I do. Like, I'm like, well, my day depends. So so this is how I know if I had a good or a bad day, right? So my day depends on did I get to the gym? How great was my workout? How good did I eat that day? And, and how, and this is not in any kind of order. I would say the number one is work. Like, did I have a good day at work? Did I move the ball forward? Did I accomplish some objectives I wanted to? Uh, objectives I wanted to accomplish with my customers that would be what what it was right that would be that would be a good day uh, a bad day would be you know some not getting all those things done or the value of those things not being that being that great so <clears throat> it just really kind of like the the main thing um, that I had noticed that I was attached to is just the roller coaster right because this has been the roller coaster right so you take away all the things that I attach myself to, right? That give me self-worth, which some of them are healthy, some of them are not. And what I define by healthy is how much control do you have over it, right? So obviously with work, uh, I don't, I have control, but not full control. With my health and fitness, I have a lot of control, but not full control, right? With you know, relationships in my life, like friends and stuff like that. I have control, but not full control. So 
you know, what is a healthy thing for me to be attached to? And for me, like looking at this process, it's like a healthy thing for me to be attached to is just me, just me, right? Just me, just me being able to sit in a room by myself for an extended amount of time with my thoughts and love and cherish every one of those thoughts, which that's a challenge for me, right? You leave me in a room, you leave me in a room too long and I get kind of like very, um, like I'm good for a while, but then like the idle hands or devil's work and I start replaying mistakes and this and that and, and all these things in my mind, right? Because um, I, I'm, I, I'm attached to the wrong things. I'm attached to this image of success. I'm attached to this image of what my body should look like and feel like and be able to do um, instead of just being attached to the inside, which is why I wake up and I do this pretty intensive journaling you know, thing and all that stuff. So, you know, it is, it is what it is, but we're all in a really tough situation right now. I don't think this is impacting any, it is not impacting anybody, whether it's hitting you financially, whether your kids are home and you're just extremely overwhelmed and you're trying to be super parent and homeschool, uh, whether, you know, for me, I had to make a decision about my dog, um, because I had been trying to get him to Hawaii, uh, I will say that getting enriched uranium or just a full-on nuclear warhead is probably easier than getting a pit bull to, to, on a plane. So we've had some challenges there, so I had to make some really tough decisions. Um, and that put me on what I call the roller coaster, right? And so a thought that I had this week was I'm going to completely detach myself from the roller coaster, Right? I'm going to fully accept that there's going to be moments I wake up and I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to have a good workout. I'm going to have a good run, whatever. And I'm going to feel amazing. And then there's going to be moments that I sit down in the chair that I'm sitting in right now and I'm completely fucking miserable. Right? Nothing has changed. No variables. None of the facts of my life have changed. It's just the roller coaster of the situation. Right? All the things about my life that I really love and enjoy, I can't do right now. So I'm having to sit with my thoughts and I'm having to prove, improve in one of the toughest areas to improve in, which is what goes on between your ears. And it's not easy, right? And I want to dive a little deeper into this concept of attachment and detachment, right? Um, I, I will tell you that I've had a lot of problems with this, right? I've always, uh, there's things in your life that you need to detach from. Trauma, uh, negative people, negative stories, all these things. And, you know, there's things that you need to attach yourself to, right? So I've struggled with this all the time. And um, it's kind of weird how everything comes together. And I was really, earlier this week, I was really just journaling about things that I are at, that I feel that I'm attached to. And then I was trying to figure out, is this something good for me to be this attached to? Like my job, right? Like I love my job. I love it so much. I, 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 I gain a lot of a lot of sense of pride and self-worth from that job, which is important, right? But sometimes I'm a little too, too much about it, right? I let it 
bug me a little too much. I get a little too stressed out about it. You know, it's not maybe, I get a little bit obsessive about it, right? Uh, Cause I attach a lot of my personal self-worth to it, which there's a fine line with that, right? Uh, and so, you know, I was going through, I was journaling and I was trying to figure these things out, right? And so like probably everybody on the planet right now, when you're not, uh, um, you're, you're stuck in the home all day, you're not on your normal routine, you know, you're on your phone a lot. And so, uh, just for shits and giggles, I downloaded my Snapchat, I opened it up, um, and, uh, and I was just kind of scrolling through this account. I have not used Snapchat in probably like two years. Um, I probably... I mean, I just really got back on social media probably a year ago. Uh, I just got on Instagram. And so uh, I probably, I can't even tell you last time I logged into an account. But I was logging into it and I was thumbing through it. And my ex-girlfriend, her name's Erin, her name came up, right? And which was funny to me because like she, as far as I know, she's like the like, we dated a long time ago. So let me preface all this by saying we dated uh, when I was like, 27 um i think she was 24 um something like that um and then we dated again after she got out of grad school uh i think i was 31 and she was 27 i don't know something like that i don't know the math can't remember but anyway um but she like she didn't she was like i had a myspace right she was like i would never get that and then Facebook was getting problems. She's like, I would never. So it was just funny to me that like you saw like, and it's obviously her, it's her name. It's linked up to her phone number, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, just to give you some history on this relationship, um, we all have that person in our life. Like, you know, maybe you don't end up marrying this person. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the person that you do marry. But I don't know if I'm ever going to love anybody the way I love this woman. I mean, I still love her. I'm not in love with her. Obviously, I would assume she's moved on. Whatever it is, I have no idea. Um, but, you know, like this person was a... And, I, and, I'll, and I'll bring this story full circle in a second. But this person, I can tell you where, exactly where they were standing the first time I saw them. I can tell you what they were wearing. I can tell you just everything, right? I was just... And I, I was love at first sight. I was in love with this woman the first time I saw her, Right? And I have that. Like, you guys have heard me talk about, like, like every once in a while, every year or so, I will meet a woman and I'm like, I just know. Like, it's just that that universe kick to the gut. Like, I know that I have, you know, obviously maybe that doesn't work out. They don't feel the same way. Whatever. But you know, like, when you see that person, like, and it's not just like when you're attracted to a normal person, right? When you see that person, it's a different kind of attraction. It's a different kind of thing. It's the, the whole nine yard. It's just completely different. That's all. That's how only way I can describe it, right? Like, so I would say like, it's probably happened to me 10 times in my life where just like a, a woman has walked in the room and I was just completely floored, right? I don't know. Like, does that happen to everybody? I have no idea. But anyway, um, she came along at an interesting time. Uh, I had just moved to San Diego probably a year before that. Um, and she was just special. She, she's just, I would say she is special. She, she was, she was the kind of person like, so I've, I've struggled my entire life with self-worth issues. Right. And so a lot of the people that I have let in my life, uh, have not been the best people, right? They've not been, 
the best people, or maybe they just weren't the best people for me, however you want to look at it. And Aaron fit every bucket for everything that I ever thought I wanted to be around in a person. She was sweet. At the same time, she took no bullshit. She will tell you how she thinks, what she thinks, like right there. She's like got a little bit of entitlement. Like I remember we used to cross the street in downtown San Diego and she would just step out into it. And she'd be like, well, they got to stop. We always got the right of way. I was like, yeah, but you don't got the right of way to just be an idiot and jump out in the fucking road. She'd drive me crazy with that. It's like she would do it all the time. It would piss me off so bad. I'm like, here we go. We're about to die. Like I got to, you know, this is it. I guess I got to die with you because you want to just jump in the middle of the road. Um, But a little funny story there. But, you know, uh, she was just different, right? She was just different, right? And she was special. She was just nice. She cared. Like, we used to have some of these crazy conversations about life and the universe and love. And, I mean, one of this is one of the first times I ever found a con- person I could have a conversation with like that. And usually it was like uh, I was working at, at this gym called City Boxing at the time. And I was training, trying to, trying to, you know, I was failing miserable at trying to, you know, launch my professional fighting career. Uh, but uh, that's a whole nother subject. But um, I met this woman, amazing, right? And um, then I met her friends, right? And her friends were like, hell no, absolutely not. Now, I was not good enough. I was not good enough for her parents. Like, it, it, to me, even sitting right now in a very non-emotional, like, detached place from the situation, these people were like, absolutely not. This is not, he's not the one. And I think some of that was she was getting ready to go off to grad school. She had an amazing opportunity there. Do not get tied up with this fucking trailer trash kid, whatever. And, and then some of it was that, like, you know, I have to be honest, I was full of shit. Like, everybody saw right through me. Like, I was living a lie. I was telling people that I had an adopted family and blah, 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 blah. I was I was telling, making up a story about a life that I never had because I did desperately at the time did not want anybody to know the truth of what kind of a thrown away foster kid I was, right? <clears throat> how how I had, I had grown up because I was really, really ashamed of it, right? So rightfully so, they saw right through my bullshit. But I remember being so attached to this relationship and attached to these people's opinion of me, right? Like my self-worth came from this relationship. That's why it was crushing for me when, when it ended both times because like, well, like this just is one more. And I remember thinking this, well, if she doesn't want me and her friends and family don't want me around, I must really be a piece of shit. Right? I didn't understand that just sometimes things didn't work out. You know, number one, she's not perfect. She she had some, you know, now, now mind you, I blamed her, right? On the outside of everything was her fault. But like, you get me in, in my bed at night, like sitting there crying. I, I, you know, was like, oh, well, it is true. Everything everybody's ever said about me is true. I am a worthless piece of shit, right? And that's just the way I thought, right? Because I was so attached to this person and this idea and all this stuff, right? And it was so hard. I remember it was so hard when we broke up. I was like, 
whatever. Like, I was just like, like this was it. And and I wasn't being, and you know, and, and I think, you know, I was just lying so much then, like, fabricating this bullshit because I couldn't, not because I wanted to be cool, but just because I didn't want to be what I saw in the mirror, right? And so I was attached to all of it, the whole nine years. And it was a completely toxic situation. I was a completely toxic person at the time. And it's just crazy, right? So the, the point I make about that is just like, you know, you have to be so intentful and thoughtful about where you put your self-worth, your value, and what you attach yourself to, right? So I attached myself to these people's opinions of me. And I was, like I said, I was already having really bad self-worth problems, but that was like one of these like life-changing moments where I like totally was like, should I kill myself? And that's, that's real talk. That's where I was. I was like, well, like, I, like, I don't fit in with these kind of scumbag people. I don't want to be these people. I want to be different. I want to be whatever. And then here's this other person who kind of like emulates the kind of life that I want to live. But like, I'm not good enough to be in that, in that category or circle or whatever. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here in the middle and be alone. Right. And that, that was just whatever. I was like, well, maybe I should just kill myself. Had nothing to do with her or that relationship or whatever. It had all everything to do with my self-worth and how that situation, uh, exposed, uh, the flaws that I was having. Cause I was attached not to myself not to my behaviors, not to my thoughts, not to my self-love, but I was attached to somebody else, right? And and I mean, you could, and that story is just one story. I just thought of it because that saw her on my social media thing or whatever, and it just kind of clicked up or in my mind. But like, that's a recurring issue in my in, in my life. Like it was, right? And so, <clears throat> what do you do? You're attached. How do you, how do you fix it? Like, well, how do we move forward, right? And how do, how do, how do it, how did I break out of that? I'm stuttering all of like, how did I, how did I, how did I, how did I break out of that cycle and everything? Right. And so I'll tell you, I'll tell you some tips that I used that, that really helped me and it helped me this week when I was just on this, that roller coaster and you know, everything. So number one is I always say this, um, let's look at the facts of the situation, right? So let's look at my self-worth, what I bring to the table, right? And let's take me 15 years ago, whenever this, this happened, 10 years ago, however long. Um, and I just kind of wrote down some facts of who I was then and who I am now, right? And if you, and if, and if let's say, let's say Aaron, like, let's say somebody brought a folder to her and it was all the things that I've accomplished in the last six years, right? you know, high level med medical device executive, you know, all these things, you know, all these the promotions, all this blah, 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 all this stuff, dis disruptive technology consultant, whatever, all this stuff. Um, yeah, like her jaw would be on the floor probably because I don't, I mean, I never thought I'd be living in Hawaii making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, living my dream or living, living anything. Right. And so you have that, you have that thing there, right? This, this, this thing of like, what have I done? But like, is that what I would want her attachment to be? Like, oh, well, look what he's accomplished. I would hope it's like, look at the, the man I would, I have become. Right. 
And so, like, take the facts, right? So you just get on the facts. This is how much money I make. This is what I've accomplished. This is the, you know, all these things, right? And so I just live in those facts is one thing that just helps me when I start to get attached to stories and people and all that stuff because the facts are results of the work that I put in on myself. So the facts are a result of the time I've spent working on my career, the time that I've spent working on my spirituality, the time I've spent working on my body. That's all those are. The facts are just like, like a lot of people are ashamed to talk about money. And it's not like money doesn't cure all your stuff. Money is simply just the result of the value that you've that you've created, right? And so like I have figured out how to create value in the medical device space. I'm getting better at it. I'm learning a lot, but I've gotten relatively good at it and that's how I'm rewarded, right? The facts of my emotional state and my spiritual state of my spirituality is that that is just a result of the time that I've spent meditating, uh, reading, uh, learning, growing, journaling, all these things, right? So that's how I come out. I get off. That's the one thing I help to detach myself from the bullshit, right? Is I live in those facts. The second thing I do is I'm just extremely consistent, right? I'm just extremely consistent. Like I talked about the roller coaster, right? The up and the down, right? So, and, and you know, that's the part about sales. Like sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. You got to make some shit happen, you know, and that's like the really fun part, but you can't be like, you know, excuse me, you can't be um, attached to the, uh, man, I got the hiccups again. Every time I do a podcast, I get the hiccups. Uh, you can't be attached to the sales report, right? Because, you know, like some, you may not have an order come in, like whatever can happen. And so how I attach, how I, you know, get off of that, that, that roller coaster, you know, sometimes it's up, sometimes down is I use consistency with my actions throughout work, meditation, whatever, to keep me right in the middle, right? Right in the middle. I want to be, life is in the gray area, right? So you don't like, like you, like I used to be addicted to the roller coaster. I wanted to feel the highs. And then I like, even though I was brokenhearted, I loved the lows, all that stuff. Um, you know, it just was, it's just, but that's not where life is. It's hard for me to explain. Like life is really in success and growth is really in that gray area. It's hitting singles. It's waking up every day and working on yourself, facing the facts, facing the truth, like doing all the tough shit. Like I just heard something the other day. Like if you want to do, if you want to do, have, and be more, you got to do the, you do the shit nobody wants to do. Right? Not everybody wants to wake up an extra hour in the morning, take a cold ass shower right when they get out of the bed, sit down on, the, on, on, on a little mat in their living room and stretch, foam roll, meditate, and then get up and, and pour their heart out in a journal for 15, 20 minutes, right? And, 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 and then also like take their work journal, because I have two, and then plan out their day. Like Not everybody wants to put that work in and that's why they have the lives that they have. But what helps me is putting in that consistent work because I know when I put in that consistent work, I can go back a step, look at the facts, right? And if those facts aren't what I'm getting, what I want, I have to go back and look at the consistency. The life is not, like growth is not in the highs and the lows. They're just a byproduct of that's life, right? 
and so the third the third thing is that uh, is I have to realize my where I'm at in the universe, right? Like the relevancy. So sometimes when I'm getting really stressed out, I'm getting really upset, work, personal, whatever it is. What I do is, is I remind myself of this fact. The universe is so big. The human brain can't even wrap its head around it. It's unfathomable for us to understand how big the universe is, right? The universe is billions, I mean, it might even be trillions of years old. I can't remember the statistic. So here, here, think about mass, about space. You have the entire universe, how big it is, and I'm five foot eight, you know, 215 pounds. I'm just a, not, it's just not even a speck, right, of this, of this universe. I've been on this planet 41 years. You know, the universe is billions of years old. The earth is, I think, billions of years old, or, you know, millions of years old, whatever. But you understand how, how inconsistent, in, in, inconsistent, Jesus Christ, insignificant you are. Uh, my alpha brain is not kicked out in the morning. I take alpha brain every morning. It's a product by Onnit. You should try it. I guess it's not working today. <clears throat> um, insignificant I am. Right, and so then I then I then that helps me get perspective on my on my problems and my bullshit, right? But then I also come to the realization that all the things that make up make up my body, which are hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, uh, what is the other one? There's another mo- uh, molecule: um, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon. Um, I don't remember. Uh, but these molecules make up my body, but they also make up the entire universe. So while I'm in, in, insignificant in the grand scheme of things, I'm also a part of it. And I don't know why, but like balancing that whole that whole algorithm in my head makes me feel just so much. It just relieves a lot of stress for me. So I just I just find it so helpful because it. Because I just realized that this is bullshit. It's just not that important. I got one life. I got one at bat. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this deal one time. And why am I? If I'm so insignificant and I got such little time, why am I worried about anything other than having a smile on my face and loving other people as much as I can for all of it, right? Why? There should be, should be nothing else, right? But those things because. You just, it's so, you're so precious, yet you're so insignificant. So anyway, that wraps up my time for today. Uh, I hope everyone is staying safe during this craziness. Um, Remember, you know, take care of yourself. Um, Listen to science, guys. Like, I'm not going to get into a political rant, but like, you know, science is awesome. And it's going to help us out. And, um, you know... Don't get off those get off social media. I know that's the pot calling the kettle black, but like get off social media, get outside, go for a walk, do something. Don't listen to crazy people who just, you know, who want to get your attention to sell you advertising. Just just listen to science. It's amazing. That's the only way I'll say about it. But uh, have a great day. Have a great Sunday. And uh, we'll see you next week.